0: Atlanta sports fans, I'm Graham Waldrup, and alongside me, as always, is Adam. The Braves are falling behind Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives, recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going very well. Thanks for having me
1: here today. Of course. It's so nice to see your face. It's over really days. nice
0: to have you in your own house.
1: Thanks for coming over. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, man, you, you really make this thing work for me. I just, uh, you know, I'm sitting here working. And then uh, I'm about ready to be done working, and then you show up, and then I move to the uh, the podcast studio. Yeah, it's great. Gotta love it, man. So I'm ready to discuss some Atlanta professional sports with you,
0: of which I believe there's a lot to discuss. Is that accurate? No, there's not much going on. Um, I was thinking we could actually get into some more uh, politically driven discussions today. <laughs> <laughs> you got the wrong guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> You want to see me
1: tense up real quick uh, yeah, and freeze, just
0: butthole clenched and frozen.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. Gu- I'm good there. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm more of the uh, the light-hearted, fun talk type of guy. Then you don't care
0: about today's issues, Adam. Like I said, once <laughs> once a quarter, I'll have that once deep a quarter. talk. Okay. So um, and you've used that up already. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're not even that deep into quarter three yet. No, it's it's, it's already used up. It's out. Jesus. All yeah. right.
1: So okay. okay.
0: So I guess we got to talk about sports. Sorry, everybody. Let's do it. All right. Adam, it was a brutal weekend for the Atlanta Braves. Losers of four of five. We were absolutely 100% wrong about um, how many games were in the Mets series. We were saying four games, four games, but it's, it was five games due to a doubleheader on Saturday. And so so you're telling
1: me we can't even get the basics, no. right, of what is the schedule that's like out to the public that anyone can read in a no, newspaper we, or we on suck. the internet yeah. or uh, you know on your phone? We can't even get that right. No. But in the meantime, yeah, not a good weekend in New York for the Braves. I think a lot of us had very high expectations, thinking we're going to stomp on them. We're going to come out of this in first place. We're going to show them who the champions of the NL East are, baby. And the defending World Series champions, for Christ's sake, more importantly. Yes. We're going to defend our NL East title and our
0: World Series title. Yeah, I think we were only, what, two and a half or three and a half games back at that point. So you win that series looking pretty. Mets are going to start Metsing at some point. Their
1: lineup's not that good. They don't hit home runs like we do, but turns out they are really good. They put the ball in play a lot. They don't strike out as much as we do. They didn't make mistakes in the field. They have the top one-two punch you'll ever see in your life right now with Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. Yeah, deGrom came back in that series too, which sucked. And they've got sixth Man pitchers like that, Peterson was a David Peterson, yeah, who's not even in their rotation, is only pitching because of a um, doubleheader. He's shutting us out, too. And you know, really, the only bright spot the one game we do win, we get out to an eight nothing lead and then just have to battle to hold on to that. Yeah. And uh, the only bright spot in this entire series to start on the positives, Graham, was uh, Ronald Acuna starting to look like Ronald Acuna. So if I'm being honest, I will take losing four out of five in the regular season to the Mets when there are so many wild cards out there and you don't have to win the division in order to win the World Series. I will take losing four out of five to get Ronald Acuna back to being Ronald Acuna.
0: Sure. You still wish, though. I mean, the Mets... Did get a little lucky at times. They got a lot of infield singles, uh, ball off the damn base. At one point when Strider was pitching, that if fielded by Riley could have finished the inning, but instead of hit off the base and wound up being a double, and that game spiraled out of control on Sunday. But, you know, as Chip Carey would say, you put the ball in play, good things happen. And that's truth. Well, sometimes. But the point being, Adam, is that we're seven games back now. Regardless of how the Mets won, the Mets won. We can't. Say, oh, I mean, I just said they got lucky, but at the end of the day, they they made it happen. They were hungry. We looked lost and beaten and confused out there. Um, Ian Anderson got is again sitting down in AAA after the upcoming Marlins doubleheader that was announced. Probably not for long, though. Um, based off today's news, no. Hopefully, not. What what happened today? I didn't hear this today. Graham Max Fried was placed on the IL with a, a concussion. All right, we just found that out like ten minutes ago. Yeah, so. Given that, yeah, you're probably right, um, but it's uh, it was a it was a tough it was a tough series, and it really exposed a lot of a lot of issues for the Braves, um, being able to handle or not being able to handle power pitching like that, and just getting absolutely dominated um, offensively. I mean, that was the thing that really stood out to me more so than the Mets, dinking and dunking their way to kind of winning the win the series was how great the Mets pitching staff is. How elite Edwin Diaz is! I um, mean, we knew he was he was awesome, but see him in person—he's unhittable. It was it was ridiculous. Um, Scherzer looked unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just—they are built on pitching. Their offense is solid, and they grind out at bats, but their pitching is how they how really how they win. And now they're at full strength. Scary team. And the, I mean, their trade
1: deadline acquisitions were pretty big in the series as well. That Tyler Naquin. Yeah, Tyler Naquin, a- along with your boy um, Vogelbach, beefy boy, yeah, Vogelbach. Yeah. Um, you know they they did damage. Yeah, and they, they just did. they just kept it coming. So like
0: Naquin, I think had three home runs in the series. They,
1: they they got a lot more power in that lineup than they did a few weeks ago, which is a little scary. So I think we we've clearly moved on beyond. Like the Mets are going to come. Uh, this is the same team as last year. The Mets are going to come down. Like it's a good team. It is a good team. I. Like, I'm still not giving them the division at this point. We do play them a lot. I think seven more times at home. At home, yeah. That We don't have to go back to New York. Yeah. Ever. I don't think there's even a scenario where we would play them in the playoffs as things currently stand anyways. So, that's good news. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very... <laughs> losing four out of five, that's
0: that's rough, man. Yeah. It is. And... Um... <laughs> I want to talk about Ian Anderson for a second. That last start was horrible. I believe it was uh, Friday night. It was a game we actually won. The only game we won is when Anderson started. You know, he was doing the typical Ian Anderson stuff we've seen this year, not going deep into the game, walked like five people, gave it four earned runs, got hit around a lot, got his ass bailed out by Ronald Acuna, making an unbelievable home run-saving catch. Um Anderson just doesn't have it this year, man. I don't know, even if he uh, goes to Gwinnett, and I guess he's not at this point with Free getting on the IL with a concussion, but who knows, um, he's not a a major league caliber pitcher right now. Oh, here we go. It's true. (laughs) 5'11 ERA, you know, and an absolutely atrocious uh, 1.543 whip. It would be the worst in the league if he had enough innings to actually qualify in either of those statistics. He doesn't go deep in games at all. He only has 105 and two thirds innings pitched this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason for you to get worked up over this because Alex Anthopoulos has seen it, and it like you know that's a tough decision for them to send a guy who has like a 1.5 postseason ERA with them. It has been crucial the last two years sure. to make that decision to send to the uh, minor leagues. And I, I hope with with Freed being out, you know, at this point that. Bring Moeller up for a couple starts, because I think Ian needs that time in the minors I to agree. figure it out. A la, you know, last year at this time, A.J. Minter sucked. He goes down to Gwinnett. He learns to attack hitters again, and he comes back, yep. and he's huge for us in the playoffs. Yep. And I think Ian Anderson just needs a few weeks without the spotlight on him, without guys like you
0: telling him he's not a major league caliber He's not pitcher. right now. He's absolutely not. You can't deny that. That's a fact. He doesn't need that.
1: He needs to go down. (laughs) He doesn't need reality. (laughs) He he needs to find himself is what he needs to do. Sure. And we we know he is very capable of being a great pitcher, and uh, we need the real Ian Anderson back if we're going to have any chance of success this year. So fortunately, we do have Spencer Strider. Loved how fired up he got over the Mets, kind of like dog-cussing them out and like challenging them to come back to Atlanta. Yeah, and he, he
0: was so he was so angry after that ball that hit the third base uh, the actual third base. Yeah. Like he was like cursing a blue streak. It was
1: hilarious. So, fortunately, we got Strider. I think, you know, I'm going to knock on wood as I say this, I'm a little over the concerns of him not having uh, you know, him wearing down.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. even though he didn't pitch great in that game, it still wasn't like, okay, you suck, and you're you're worn out, and you're, you're clearly exhausted. It wasn't anything like that.
1: Yeah, and, and Thopolis has come out and said, you know, very bluntly, we don't believe in innings limits in this organization, and we will not place any innings limits on our young pitchers. Yeah, so. and I think,
0: too, every pitcher is different, right? I think just throwing an arbitrary innings limit on someone is stupid, and it kind of leads to potentially – having more injuries because then when the time comes to really elevate these these pitchers to have them start throwing more innings they're not ready because they've been you know on a leash they've had a muzzle on them so i'm i'm fine with it screw it yeah he's one of your best pitchers so you you cannot afford to not have him all the way down the stretch and pitching every fifth day
1: yeah i mean as long as he keeps this up he's he's looking like your game two starter in any playoff
0: series absolutely hell if 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 it comes down to it, I'd throw him out game one if it was a situation where you really have to evaluate things, right? I mean, remember the, the horrible mistake it was when we threw Dallas Keuchel like twice in that series in 2019 against the Cardinals when you had a perfectly, perfectly fine Mike Soroka that could have pitched two games in that series. Ridiculous.
1: Graham, are you comparing Dallas Keuchel to Max Fried? I'm not talking about Max Fried. But you would want to throw Strider game one instead of Max Fried?
0: If, if, the, if the rotation lines up, because both yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying I, I don't want like Charlie Morton starting two games over Spencer Strider starting two games, for example. Right, but That'd ta- be stupid. We're talking about Freed and Strider. Yeah, but we know how I'm going I'm using this as a as a case study here because we've seen Snitker do this before and it lost us that damn division series against St. Louis. Where he relied on the veteran, even though the veteran hasn't didn't have a good year. So you're more so worried about Charlie
1: Morton starting game two instead of Strider. Yes.
0: And I'd think we're not going
1: to be upset if Max Freed starts Game One over no. a rookie Spencer Strider.
0: I don't give a shit about rookies or not. When Spencer Strider is on, he's the best. he is has been the best pitcher, arguably, in this rotation.
1: Max Freed is our bulldog, Graham. He's a proven winner. Absolutely, he's had a he very is, good season.
0: He's had a great season. He is in his peak right now. I, I totally agree with that. I have no issue with him being the Game One starter. If the day you talk bad about Max Freed, hey man, I evaluate everyone how they're doing. I don't get caught up in the emotion, the loyalty that you have. Which I'm sure you also have for Marcelo Zuna.
1: As we've always
0: said, Graham, if you were the manager of the Braves, we would be in the cellar right now. They've made so many decisions that I have said they should have made. Call up Michael Harris. Get rid of Will Smith. They did it. The baseball people did it. Last year, you would have done all those things as well. Well, not call up
1: Harris. You would have, you know dropped will smith sure you've because admitted, that who, september who you've performance admitted we won the world series yes. because of him it wasn't just because of him but he was a critical was a part of part. it you would you would have dropped a lot of players oh i instantly. definitely would have gotten rid of will Smith. clubhouse morale would have been awful because you know if you have two bad starts in a row you're not a that would be
0: your your monday morning you're no, not a major league no, caliber no. player well Ian Anderson has been a major league caliber pitcher the entire season you cannot deny this. I mean, he's had some good starts. But he doesn't throw deep in games, and he, gets, he lets too many runners on. He doesn't know how to do anything other than throw that change up. I'm not Skip Bayless. You're not Stephen A. Smith.
1: We don't, I'm speaking we, in fact. We don't need to argue about something that we both agree on. Okay. I, I've, I've said a million times, I agree with you, that Ian Anderson All right. should be sent down, and I want him to remain down, even though there's an opening in the rotation. Now. Sure. Okay? Okay. We're on the same page there. All right. Uh, let, let's talk about some good news, Graham. Uh, it, it's been a, a nice... Well, there's good and bad here. It's been a nice recovery from that match series. We just swept two games in Boston. It was still a, it was stressful games. It was. They, they um, were more
0: stressful than they had any right to be.
1: You know, and Boston's been a very up-and-down team. It's not like they're, they're, you know, they're like 18 games out of first place. But they've had some good moments. They've been a streaky team, and it's never easy to win in Fenway in general. Um, but yeah, Charlie Morton gave up a ton of home runs again. Yeah,
0: it was a bad start. <laughs> that sucks. Kyle Wright gets pulled too early last night for some reason. Only after 77 pitches, and he pitched really well overall. It was an odd decision. But bottom line, Braves made it out with a with a much needed series sweep and victory. And
1: I'm so. I'm loving this bullpen with the addition of Iglesias. I know I know he gave up a run. On Tuesday, but he's been solid overall. It was like a bloop yeah. and a hit. Yeah, it's, he's
0: been he's been very solid. He looks very good. Yates, your boy you've been talking about for years yep, is finally Yates here.
1: Pitched last night. Yeah, he had like eight or nine appearances in AAA, one point four ERA something like that. I, I know rehab. ERAs don't matter, but it's good to see that he's he's ready to rock. Yeah, And um, A.J. Minter looked very good the last
0: couple days. How about Matzik, too, in that Matzik game in one save. against Boston? Yeah. He looked like himself again, which was so, nice. So,
1: like, if this bullpen can round into form, um,
0: yeah. Be Giddy much up. appreciated, yeah. Oh, we got to talk about, obviously, the big news that happened. Garcia hurts himself in game mm-hmm. one on a, on a double, or I guess it was technically a single, he got tagged out when he's going to second when he was uh lame pulled up lame so von grissom gets called up the big shortstop prospect who's only played like 22 games in double a this year gets called up casually goes into fenway park and hits a home run over the green uh monster pimps and it with yeah, a bat flip yeah that was one of the smoothest bat flips i've seen in some time it wasn't even a flip it was like a drop it was very graceful very smooth and uh just looked like he belonged the whole damn time, man. And he had another hit too, and scored I think two runs, stolen base, stolen base. He was uh, he was fantastic.
1: It's it's I mean that was a very surprising move, very ballsy. Um, I love it. And you gotta love it. I mean at this point, what are you, like you're not gonna start Adrianza every day? No, it's waiting more, for like yeah. you're gonna bring Robbie Kinnel back? No, no. Like the Braves have shown. A willingness to bring up the young guy early if they think that he can help the team win right now. Right. And that's all that matters. Is Vaughn Grissom a better option than Adrianza? Absolutely. Um, Does he need more seasoning? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) But he's a better option than Adrianza. And, uh, you know, it obviously worked out great with Michael Harris, who I believe is younger than um, Vaughn Grissom. Yeah. So you know, let let the young kids go. Them eight nine, like that's must must watch TV. It's those two young cats, yeah. batting eight nine. Well, um,
0: I think both not Grissom. Grissom should stay at the bottom of the order, but there is no reason for Michael Harris to continue batting that low anymore. It's fucking stupid. I don't care about that, Graham. I care about having two twenty one year olds on your team. You got to give him more at bats. You cannot be giving Marcelo Zuna more at bats than Michael Harris. What is your justification for that? You can. What is your defense? Marcel won us the ball game on Tuesday. All right, let's talk about more than one game, Adam. In July, he hit one ninety five, two forty seven, three sixty eight with four home runs. In August, he hit one fifty two, one forty seven, three sixty four with a five eleven OPS. He is trash. He needs to be benched. You cannot give him more at bats. You cannot bat him higher than Michael Harris. Here's the kicker, though. Idiotic. With, I mean, not you, but one sneaker. justification
1: is, you know, Michael Harris being on base all the time for Acuna. Sure.
0: Versus if Ozuna were uh, batting ninth. Just don't bat Ozuna. How about that? Just don't bat him. All right, what options you got now? Is Darno healthy again or not? No, he's not. Okay. Contreras is catching. Robbie Grossman against lefties. Screw it. That's, like, do a platoon at a very minimum. You cannot tell me that Marcelo Ozuna gives you a better chance to win than anyone else. Like, it's it's It's, it's insane.
1: I think I think we need to look at the splits there of Grossman versus uh, Azuna. Okay, so against left-handers. So like, Rosario hasn't been great,
0: obviously. Well, Rosario's kind of getting it going a little bit, though. Hitting close to 300 over his last 10 games.
1: I think he, Robbie he, Gross- he just
0: got out of, like, uh, I was looking
1: at this the other day. He was, like, two for his last 21 or something like that. Like, he had one good game. Yeah, I mean. A he, lot of offers. Like, it, we we losing Duvall... And obviously Ozzy and Darno being out. like
0: We're not a super deep team right now. No, we're not. That's why we've had to bring up these two 21-year-olds. Yeah, but I mean, Marcel is trash. He's at 174 against lefties all season. He's terrible at the plate. He's terrible in the field. He provides you nothing except the occasional home run. That's it. I think you're, you're just really banking on the
1: possibility of him figuring it out. No, you can't playoffs. because that's who he is at this point. That's who he is. I mean, that's what you said about Will Smith at this point. And Will Smith well. sucks. And he was great at the playoffs. He was great for a month and a half, and that's it. Grab are you saying there's a 0% chance Marcelo Zuna yes, at this point, figures it out?
0: It's been the entire season of this, Adam. So, But you're, you're realizing you also— And it's also, getting worse and worse. Every month is worse. You're realizing you, you also said the same thing about Will Smith at the exact same time last year. And everybody, then he was great in the playoffs. Everybody is different. And at least Will Smith was competent enough— to earn saves and actually be a contributor to the team, even though he gave you a heart attack damn near every time he did it, Ozuna does nothing. He provides nothing but a name that you recognize. That's it. So you're going Robbie Grossman? Yeah, I'll go Robbie Grossman against left-handers because he actually has a three like eighty average against left-handers, and also. In, but but he's playing in left field against left-handers. So be it. So then you're going Rosario against
1: righties. You got you got two positions to fill. You got designated hitter. So so you're saying Rosario and Grossman both play every day, regardless of if you're against the lefty or righty. You would you would take the shitty Rosario splits against righties over. He doesn't have
0: shitty. Well, I guess he does. Whichever way the he's a left hander. He hits right handers better.
1: Whichever way the platoon works, you're taking the guy who sucks against. They're in a platoon because they suck against either a lefty or righty.
0: Rosario is still hitting better. Rosario is still both hitting nights. better against left-handers than than Marcelo Zuna is. And in his last 15 days, he's hitting 244, 326, 439 with 11 RBI. I'll take it over the putrid bullshit I'm getting from Marcelo Zuna, who's hitting like 083 over his last 15 games and hitting 100 something in freaking August. Like you cannot tell me that he gives you a better chance to win. Yeah. Based off the I stat, based off the stats and the eye test, there's just no way. It, it needs to end. It's got to end. He needs to be benched.
1: Well, you know, I think uh, you just don't have a lot of options right now, Graham. I, I know you're, you're throwing out those two options, and those don't seem great to me. Um, but, but does they, it give they They're you, in a platoon for a
0: reason. Yeah, but it's got to be better than Ozuna. Has to be. It's just trash. So 0% chance Marcelo
1: Ozuna improves. Yes. Zero. Zero. Not going to put 0.5%? No, because
0: you're seen not leaving it, any possibility. I've seen it the whole year, and he gets worse every month. He had a decent April, and ever since then, it's just been all downhill. You know, he hit that huge home run in Boston in 2020 and in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's, that's it. That's all. Like He's going to hit like 20. He's probably going to hit 22, 23, 24, 25. Somewhere between. He's probably going to hit 25 home runs this year. But other than that, he does not provide you anything. That's our team. Anything. That's our team, though. I mean, that's our offense. This is a guy, Adam, who is who you rely on for power. Yep. Right? And he's slugging 395. That's like the equivalent of hitting 195. That's of, just trash. A lot of strikeouts. A lot of strikeouts. A 264 on base percentage. Disgusting. Yeah.
1: I mean, he hasn't been good. Yeah. I'm not defending him. Right. I just believe in um, See if he can. the odds of... The potential for something improving being better than just like okay, let's play these two players every single day for the rest of the year, who are neither of them are great, and just hope it works out. I like what I've seen from Robbie Grossman
0: so far; he's been all right.
1: You want to bring up uh what's the the beefy boy again? Uh, Mike Ford.
0: Yeah. Shit. At this point, I'll take a I'll take a Ford over bag Rosetta? of potatoes, a wet bag of milk. Over uh, Ozuna in the DH position. I could see
1: Ford over Ozuna.
0: Let's talk about Ozuna a little bit more because we haven't run that in the oh, ground God, I was, I was just no, about to say, let's move on. No, but here, here's here's a, not talking about his play on the field anymore. I mean, that's going to come up, but this is the situation we're in. We're in the what the second year of a four-year contract. and We're going to get into our old debate, Adam, of outcome versus uh, did you make a good decision, um, regardless of the outcome. Oh, you're going to say it was a good decision. I'm going to say overall, even though it hasn't turned out well. Everyone and their mom wanted Marcelo Zuna to come back yeah, here. 100%. Everybody thought it was a good move. It didn't work out, but based on the statistics that you had, you know how of the team, what the team needed, I'd still say it was a good move, even though it hasn't worked out. It was like giving you the statistical advantage to win, supposedly, based off what he had done for you. I'm not upset about it, honestly.
1: I mean, I still just think there is more than a 0% probability that a guy who had to, like, who's, you know, due to his own actions, sat out of baseball for like a year and then like look at Acuna and how he is not himself after being out of baseball for a year. I don't think that you believe that Acuna is who he has been over the last month or two. No. You know, he's a a better player. I think there's the possibility that Ozuna is having the same issues with, you know, not playing for the last year, shortened spring training, player strike, all of that. Sure. And, that there is more than a zero percent probability of him being, you know, a half of what he was in twenty twenty, which was a great baseball player.
0: Sure, and you're probably and you're right. There is there's no such thing as a zero percent chance in anything, unless you're saying I'm going to jump off the top of your roof and fly like Superman. That's a zero percent chance that's happening. But yeah, there is well, there's definitely more than a zero percent chance of Zuna turning around. But I think Thanks based off Larry. what we've seen, I personally am giving him a zero percent chance. Does my word matter? No. But I don't think it's going to happen because right. I haven't seen anything to give you any indication that it will.
1: You know, as you're a lot better at this than me, uh, as Steak Shapiro always says, in this business, you got an opinion or you got nothing. You bring
0: opinions. I do bring opinions. I will say that. You know, uh, that's why you strike out a lot. But, hey, you're throwing them out there. Bro. Exactly. You know, I'm like Zinn, every Once in a while, I hit a home run. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and then just squawk about that for the next couple of years. So do you think it was a bad decision to sign up this deal? Based off where... No, it hasn't worked out. Right. Yeah. But would you say it was a bad decision? No. Okay. It was a good decision. Didn't work out. Great. Yeah. All right. So who we got this weekend, Adam? We got the Marlins. And that's good news considering how poorly they've played since the All-Star break and just pretty much overall. So hopefully you uh, continue to get right, beat up on these lesser teams and uh, get ready for a tougher schedule down the stretch.
1: How many games do we have against the Marlins, Graham?
0: I believe it's three.
1: You would be wrong again. Damn it. Oh, yeah, we have another doubleheader. Doubleheader Saturday. Doubleheader on Saturday,
0: so four games against the Marlins. These doubleheaders are throwing me off.
1: And then, uh, yeah, it's starting Monday. The Mets again. Yep. Four-game series. God. And then the Astros. Yeah, it's wow. tough. So you
0: better you better win three or four against the Marlins because this is going to be a murderer's row coming oh, up. Oh,
1: you know what the Astros is?
0: Mm-hmm. Will Smith's return to Atlanta. Oh man, I'm sure he's going to strike out the side and then give everybody the finger. Probably. You know? uh, he, he's, the
1: Astros are on that list of box scores I'll randomly follow now. He, I know he gave up a home run early, but his last three outings have been scoreless. Oh.
0: Yeah, maybe he's figuring it out. As he does this time, as of he year. does, this is when it starts to click for Will Smith. But
1: we're happy to have that starter depth now, especially with Freed being out for a little bit. Yeah, Odorizzi
0: didn't perform well in the Mets series, but I'm not ready to, like, throw him under the bus or anything. It was one start. You still he, think he's a major league caliber pitcher? He has been this year, yeah. Okay. Um, I see what you did there. But, yes, I still, <laughs> I still think he's a major league caliber pitcher. That's good. And, you know, hopefully he has a better uh, turn. Uh, this, I, I imagine he's going to pitch in this Marlins series this weekend. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's too early to jump in any conclusions on him for sure, and you know he's not a great. He's not. He's not going to give you what Kyle Wright or or Strider or Freed gives you or Morton some of the time. Like he's much more of an up and down pitcher. He's he's a back end of the rotation guy. He's solid, but he's not, nothing special. So you're going to get your good starts. You're going to get your bad starts. That was a bad start. He's Kevin Gosman when he played for us. Yes, very up and down. Um. Yeah, this Mets series is going to be huge. I don't, like at that point you you get taken there, or even if you split that, you're you're done in the division. So you got to take three or four of that if you have any hope of uh, of trying to get back in the division race at this point.
1: Yeah, barring an epic collapse, there's still like what like fifty something games. Left. Yeah, there's
0: still a lot of time left. It's just the Mets are playing at a very high level, but we all know. I mean, think back to eleven years ago. The Braves are playing at a high level, nipping at the Phillies' heels, and then we had our nine and a half ten and a half game in the wild card evaporate and we didn't even make the playoffs because we lost so many games in September. Anything can happen. The Mets have done this multiple times.
1: I still do not think that both Scherzer and DeGrom will be healthy come playoff time. Mr. Dead Arm last year and Mr. Never been able to stay healthy in his entire career. One of them's going down. You know, not that I'm wishing it. I'm just sure. making a prediction. You're making a prediction. Okay. I'd rather beat them with their best, but uh, I think the, the reality is they will not have both of them.
0: I think I'm going to counter that, and I think they will because the Grum has only had two starts this year. So he's, you know, he's 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 uh you know he's just ramping up, so he should be all right. And then Scherzer missed a good amount of time, so he was on the pine for like a month. So I think they're I think they're both ready to go and uh, don't have it that many uh, that many innings in, on their arm this year. So I think they're both going to be fine. I hate to say it. If they're both available, I think the odds of
1: them both being available for all of their playoff games are the same as Mike
0: Soroka pitching a playoff game for us this year. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's an opinion. Yep. That's an opinion. The Stakes Shapiro might be, actually, Skip Bayless would be proud of that one.
1: Well, I mean, I've been saying all year, squawking about Kirby Yates, and sure enough, here he is. Sure. He's going to be part of our bullpen. Yeah. I've been squawking about Soroka. I understand he had a setback, but that was knee-related, not Achilles-related. There was a comebacker.
0: That hit him, yeah.
1: You know, he, he does need to start this rehab assignment at some point. But uh, Soroka will throw some innings for us this year, and maybe he'll be great. Who knows?
0: Sure, maybe. I want to see it, Graham. He's so good. He was so good. He was so good. I mean, everyone wants to see Soroka back. I don't think there's anyone out there who's like, "Oh, screw Mike Soroka." He hasn't pitched in two years. It's like, no, we want. We all want Soroka to come back. I just don't know if this year is going to happen. But if it does, and if he's anything like he was, man, that's going to be a big boost. Huge. Because then your rotation becomes obviously the big three, Morton and then uh, Soroka and Rizzi maybe trade off or something. I don't know, but that'd be pretty sweet. We got pitching depth. Yes, yes, and I liked what I saw from Iglesias this weekend. He's got a, that that fastball is still super live, um, so looking forward to seeing consistency out of him as uh, one of the primary setup men in Brian Snicker's bullpen. So. Yeah, I think that's Braves' talk, and uh, we'll take a quick break and hear a word from our friends from DraftKings. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, the first-ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFL Players Association. Now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs are the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with your promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build. Play. Win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, Adam. Falcons, first game of the the preseason's coming up against the Lions, Friday at 6 o'clock. Well, that really snuck up on us. Which is going to be today, when this episode comes out. Yes, that's pretty wild, Graham.
1: Yeah. Football is back. Football is back. And, you know, I'm happy to see that Arthur Smith has learned so much from last year. Last year, he played nobody. He didn't play any of the starters, any minutes. And week one, two, no one was ready. No. And he has admitted that was a mistake, and he's come back, and this year, everyone's playing.
0: Yeah, I think it would be different if it was like, all right, he's been the coach for five years, everybody knows the system, we have the same core group of guys, but, you know, he his first year as head coach. And, you know, get, get guys as many reps as possible when you're bringing a new system. But, uh, yeah, you're right. 100% glad he is changing his philosophy here also. We don't really have any, like, you know super big time old franchise players anymore so it's like everybody's young um there's tons of people who are inexperienced who are going to be starting this year who need to get their reps particularly Ritter uh London um you know guys like that well yeah we basically only have two
1: quarterbacks like normally you'd see a third stringer is going to play a lot but we have you know Mariota who needs a lot of time yeah we have Ritter who needs a ton of time and uh, Felipe Franks is technically the third stringer, I believe, but he's also like you know looking very competent as a tight end. To, yeah, like if we're being like, I feel like you hear about these experiments with switching one guy from one position to something else, and like you think, yeah, it's kind of the end of the road for this guy. But uh, Franks like looks legitimate from everything I've seen. Mm-hmm. It seems like it. He honestly
0: could turn into. A weapon at some point down the road. It's possible. He's third on the death chart right now behind Pitts, obviously, and uh, Anthony Furkser, who's one of the tight ends we signed in the offseason. But I really respect him for realizing, hey, quarterback isn't gonna work out. Instead of bitching and moaning and being a prima donna like like uh, Tim Tebow or anyone else like that, who refused to try another position, he's embraced it. He's turning some heads apparently, uh in the media and also in the Falcons uh, Falcons tight ends room and just in the organization in general and uh he's getting a shot man he's getting a lot of uh, reps out there with the second and third team and sometimes with the first team and um looking okay we don't know how it's going to translate to when he actually plays in a game or how much playing time he's going to get but I respect a guy who's willing to say you know screw it man I'm going to do whatever the team needs me to do which is pretty much what he says he says I don't give up on anything I, I still practice at quarterback, in my head, I try to be the best at all positions. Everything I'm asked to do. If I'm asked to do quarterback five percent and tight end ninety five percent, that's okay. I'm still going to work hard in that five percent playing quarterback. It's not something I've forgotten about. It's about the team and whatever they ask me to do. Work hard at it. Put that on. You know, you're a kid playing football or any sport or, or doing anything. That's that's a good quote to uh, to live by. Work hard at it. Yeah, it's about the team. Whatever they ask me to do, work hard at it. Love
1: it. It helps that he's got the added job security of being the
0: third-string quarterback as well. Right. You know, and like... If, it, yeah, if someone goes down, then he's automatically going to be the second-string guy.
1: And it, it just opens up so many, like, wildcat uh, potential, like, for him to be, you know, out there as tight end, dropped a quarterback, some Muhammad
0: Sanu type shit. Oh, yeah, he could definitely do some trick plays. Uh, I hope they're thinking about that. I'm oh, sure I'm, they are.
1: I'm sure they got some things dialed up. So, you know, he's... Uh, these preseason games... You know, we're not gonna sit down and watch the entire preseason game. No, we didn't even realize this preseason game was <laughs> tomorrow until today. Right. Uh, so, but like, there are a lot of young guys that you know going to be exciting to watch. It'd be nice to actually win a preseason game for once. We're not forever. the Ravens,
0: Adam. The Ravens have won twenty preseason games in a row. Now that that matters, but that's pretty crazy.
1: I feel like we we've probably lost that many in a row.
0: There was, I think, like two or three years in a row where we didn't win. A preseason game, or I think we, won like, we were like two for 14 or something. Once again, that doesn't matter, but it's also like it does suck to be like, man, when the second string guys come in or third string guys come in, you're just outclassed, outplayed, outphysicaled every freaking time.
1: And I think that was the deal last year is that we had zero depth. None. So that's why he was so hesitant to play any of the starters, because if you lose anyone, then you're really you're screwed. Still screwed. But yeah. this year we, we actually have some real depth at a lot of positions. Like, they are slowly building a roster. Like, Graham, you look at safety. Your starters right now, Jalen Hawkins. He's, what, the third-year player now? Yeah. And Richie Grant, who was our second-round draft pick last year. guy you
0: were giving a lot of shit last year. He
1: wasn't ready to play. But apparently he's turning heads this year, going one-on-one against Kyle Pitts. um, And, like, he's going to be the starter this year, which is what you want. But you've got two veterans behind him, uh, Eric Harris being Mm -hmm. one of them, who was a starter for us last year. Can't think of the other guy's name I, I know you're talking I can't think of it either. But, like, two veterans who could step in and actually be a viable starter. Right. If you needed to. Right. Um, you got Casey Hayward, a real cornerback to go on the opposite side of A.J. Terrell. Yep. You brought in a bunch of intriguing pass rushers. Lorenzo Carter. Ebicchetti. I don't know. That pronunciation is probably not right. It's probably not. The guy from Penn State. Arnold, we know you're talking about Arnold. Up. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo Malone. D'Angelo Malone. Yeah. There's more pieces. There's a little something more to watch. a yeah. little bit of depth. You're not
0: completely screwed if one guy goes down. We'll, we'll see how those guys actually play, um, you know, when they get between the lines. But I think the encouraging thing is is we have no idea how they're going to play. It's totally There's a lot of greenfield for this team, um, I think, in terms of linebacker, in terms of defensive line. Um, hell, even some of the running backs, you know, we got, we got some interesting looking running backs this year. Damian Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're bringing back Corderell, who we know can be very effective. Uh, we got that, that bruiser from, uh, BYU who ran for 23 touchdowns last year. His name escapes me right now, but we have, we have options. Then we obviously, you know, that quarterback, we got Ritter and Mariota. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Tyler Al-Ajir is Alagier. That's the running. I was going to say Alade. I knew that was
1: wrong. yeah, yeah. Obviously Drake London, Brian Edwards, right. the wide receiver from um, Oakland.
0: Right. It was, it was pretty solid for them last year. So it it's a team that still has a lot of problems, still has a lot of holes. But you're right. There there are more interesting names that you're that you're hearing about and thinking of than there were last year. Offensive line's still going to be a mess. I think the defensive line overall will still be a mess. It'll be a work in progress. But that's the, that's the point of this season, Adam, is we need to start seeing some progress from these rookies and second-year players. I especially look for, uh, you know, guys like Richie Grant to take that next step. Um, it would be amazing if b k or Malone could be, you know, an actual heir apparent to John Abraham, who, you know, is the last good freaking pass rusher we had 10 years ago. Um yeah, you know, and you expect guys like Lindstrom, Matthews, and Grady, and uh, AJ Terrell, you know, people that we rely on to actually be good, to be good. And I, I imagine they'll continue to be to be great players. But it's going to be really interesting to see the rest of these guys and how they come together and how they how they progress. Uh, there, it is actually going to be interesting, I think, to watch Falcons football this year as opposed to Good God Almighty, what is this shit every week that we've been having to deal with for so long? Kyle Pitts is another guy I'm looking to see take another step uh, this year. So.
1: Yeah, let's see those touchdowns coming this year for Mister Pitts.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be nice. He needs he needs to, to be become... now. That he doesn't have Matt Ryan under center. Maybe he'll actually get some touchdowns in the in the red zone. That's for you, Hugo. Yeah, Hugo hates Matt Ryan so much. I'm going to laugh when the Colts win the Super Bowl this year.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's also fun that like I think we've discussed this before. The, the Colts are a team like. I will be intrigued to watch them oh, yeah.
0: going forward. If they're in a primetime game, I'm probably going to I'm probably gonna watch the whole thing because I'm, I'm very interested to see. As everyone knows who listens to this show, Big Matt Ryan, defender, and I really want to see him with a good offensive line carve up some people because I think he can still do it.
1: There's been a lot of uh, Colts players just saying like they, they haven't seen that type of presence in the locker room sense I mean maybe a little bit of Andrew Luck, but like a lot of people comparing like just the presence and the expectations that he has for his teammates to Peyton Manning. Right. You know, it's just it's something different. Yeah. And uh, and it shows that like I mean they had Carson Wentz last year and like that just went terribly and, you know, went bad for him in Philly as well. And it's just like you gotta be a leader as a quarterback. And some guys have all the talent, but just not that leadership quality, whereas Matt Ryan, you know, he has a, a ton of talent as well. Some of it's gone, but at this point in his career, that leadership and knowing how to lead an
0: offense is what you need. Right, and he's still got that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So it's too bad that I don't think we don't play Indianapolis this year. I don't think but another schedule question. It would be great if we did, but I, I really don't think that's uh, that is in the cards this year for the Falcons as we retreat to our phones and computers respectively let's go through the schedule graham yeah we haven't done that this is like our falcon season preview show at this (laughs) point actually no it's not we're gonna have to we're gonna do that a little closer to the uh regular season yeah yeah we start against the saints that'll be
1: tough that's at home at least um then we're at the rams
0: sure at that's the Seahawks. Brutal. Actually, Seahawks suck, so that's okay. But at the Saints-Rams to start off the season, that's pretty tough, yeah, especially great. Rams. The
1: Browns at home. The Browns are going to be a mess, I believe. Probably. the quarterback situation. Then we're at the Bucs. Get crushed. 49ers come home. Get crushed. Uh, we go to Cincinnati. Probably get crushed. Panthers at home. Chance to win. Chargers at home. Decent chance to win, maybe. Go to Charlotte. Definitely a chance to win there. Bears at home. Chance to win. Shit, you're going to win that bet. Probably. This this one, I was like, who the hell is this team? Uh, We're going to the Commanders. The Commanders? Is that like from the uh, NFL
0: German League? No, Graham. It's actually uh, an NFL team nowadays. Oh, it's not the Washington football team anymore. That's very disappointing. I was looking at it, too. I was like, W Commanders. I was like, what the, fuck? What
1: the hell is that? Like, what are we, in the Arena League all of a yeah, sudden? Yeah, exactly.
0: Very, very strange. Um, the Steelers?
1: You know Steelers? I don't think they're great anymore. No. Um, Saints again? It's, it's, yeah. Probably lose to the Ravens. Definitely lose to the Ravens. That's Yeah, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks to finish. Those are all three losses for sure. And that's a lot of games. 17 games. You could win five of
0: those, realistically, I think. What was our bet again? Uh, you probably said like I said, we're it's gonna still, lose. Zero. I said we wouldn't win more than three games, and you took the bet. I wanted to raise it to four, but you uh, you whimped out. Yeah, I am certainly gonna win that bet. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Three out of seventeen. This is a bad roster, man.
0: You just admitted it's better than last year's. I don't think it's better than last year's. I think it's more interesting. It has the potential to be better, but we won't know until we we see. Well, so many, so much of this roster is comprised of. Of, of rookies and second year guys that we don't know the full story on so it's just you know who knows the falcons in a weird way maybe they could be a team that could surprise someone but i think as long as the pass rush and the offensive line aren't figured out fully which i don't think they are we won't it won't happen but maybe it happens this year maybe for once but you got a superstar on your hands who knows man abita k and malone become your two uh twin towers of destruction and they wreak havoc in the backfield the offensive line steps up. McGarry realizes that it's a you know he didn't get his fifth year option picked up. He's motivated as hell. It becomes a huge uh, part of the interior of the offensive line. I don't know. Something crazy could happen. The optimist in me, which is few and far between, once this Falcons team to succeed so badly misses good football. Um, Ogundeji maybe he pops off in a second. Hell yeah. It, it's who I like knows it, man. Who knows. Um, I just think we're gonna miss. Uh, Who's the guy that left that we all liked so much who was the linebacker? Foyer. Foyer. Love Foyer. I think we're going to miss him a lot. But w- we replaced him with some, like, veteran linebackers. Yeah, but it's guys that are not, not as good as, as, as he is. So we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, game is today. Is tonight uh, for Falcons versus Lions at 6. So I'm sure it's on NBC or uh, some local channel. And uh, you get a first look at the 2022-2023 Atlanta Falcons. All right, Adam, that's that's it for the Falcons. I think the only other news we have is uh, on United's side, Darren Eels is gone. As the uh, general manager, president, whatever the heck he was for United. And uh, some would say not a minute too soon, considering where Atlanta United is at this point. But it's a big reason why they, they got so damn popular in the first place and had immense success for first few years in the MLS, so he goes to Newcastle to take over. And, uh, you yeah. know, that's really all the United news that that we have. Sorry, United, it's, it's not time to talk about you yet this quarter, in an extended form. Adam's shaking his head in disgust. Can we just
1: stop pretending we're ever going to talk about United again?
0: No, we still do it once a quarter. You haven't been on the last two times we've done it. You've been vacationing, oh, you taking d- you it easy. You do it when I'm gone. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah, no. I'll accept that. Okay, we can do it when you're here next time too. It just happens to work out that way.
1: People like the United, though, man.
0: They do. They still do. You were you were one of the people that were like, when they start not doing well. I bet people are going to turn away from them and not care as much." I think. I don't think the hype is as strong, but I think there's still. A but ton of people that, that really do care about United still. We had some <clears throat> some clients at work the other day where
1: my boss was like, at the end of a meeting, he was like, oh, if you guys ever want, we got all these Braves tickets. If you ever want them, you know, just let us know. And like clearly no interest. And then he's like, you know, Braves or Falcons or United. And she just like perked up over United. And now they're taking two box tickets to go see the United. So, it's like, you know, the interest is there. Yeah,
0: people still like it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. You yeah, know, I'm wondering if I can get any of those Braves I was about Falcon to say, tickets. did you say anything? I did not. But I'll be piping up later. Okay. I think there's a lot of Braves tickets open. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, no
0: one's taking them. Look into it. Yeah. Um, Good seats. All you can eat, all you can drink. Yeah. Hell, man. Get in on that. All right, that's it for this week's show. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you are doing well. We'll see you maybe next week, Adam, before we go out of town. Try squeezing it in. It's possible, Graham. Big uh, wedding going on next week and uh, presented by Atlanta Zone. Philly John. Yeah.
1: Or as they call him in uh, New York, Mr. Atlanta.
0: Mr. Atlanta. Yep. Only a transplant could be called Mr. Atlanta. It's kind of fitting.
1: Yep, that, that's how Atlanta okay. rolls.
0: So we'll we'll probably see you next week. We'll probably try to squeeze something in. Uh, so until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospital Thompson. Hospital Thompson.